Welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time um, to the JMS Podcast. Today's guest is the uh, one and only Jonathan Olivo. He's a good friend of mine. He's also a young filmmaker. Very talented, very funny guy. I'm currently working with something on a small project, and um, I don't know, he's just one of those guys that I just trust. So uh, I had a great conversation with him and such. I want to apologize. I know this episode is late. However, better late than never. I got really held up over the weekend and a lot of things fell through. And therefore, that is why you're getting this on a Tuesday instead of on a Sunday. So it ain't too bad. Two days off. Whatever. But uh, I had a great talk with Jonathan Olivo. Uh, if you haven't seen already, I have a new video up on the website. It is a JMS podcast sound session. I recorded previous musical guest Patrick McCauley. Very talented young man. Me and him, uh, I took him to the um, Cesar Chavez Plaza Park in downtown San Jose. And in one take, I filmed an entire live song. And he's such a pro because all it took was one take. It's like for him, it's like music comes so easily and so like there that that uh, after the first take, I'm like, I think that's it. And he goes, that's it. I'm like, yep, that's it. So make sure to check out that video on the jmspodcast.com website. It also is also on the YouTube channel. Just search for JMS Podcast Sound Session. And please follow me on Twitter uh, as JMS Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, JMS Podcast. And follow me on Facebook, JMS Podcast. If you want to contact me for any particular reason, just email me at jmspodcast at gmail.com. Alright, for sure. Um, And voila, let's head over to Jonathan Olivo. pen adds the purple pen sounds nice <laughs> it feels good yeah <laughs> i like using the purple pen uh, okay <laughs> should i just talk like this can you, can you keep it up we'll see how many impressions do you know uh that and then uh just give me a name uh okay i know you could do robin williams are we recording um yeah you are <laughs> Is this part of the podcast? Yeah, it's part of the podcast. Okay, I could do a, do a little bit of, you know, it's, it's back in my day, you know. I think it's, it. <laughs> I think this impression is much better if you see my face. Because the sound isn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? The Robin Williams impression, but. Then I know you do Adam Sandler. I do Adam Sandler. I do a little. Okay, so Adam Sandler is kind of like. He goes through stages, you know, like when he's on stage and he's kind of depressed. He's like, you know, like, hey, 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 how you guys doing, you know? And, like, you know? and then someone will say something and be like, hey, hey, shut up, you know? That's not like Al Pacino. It's a bit. It's it's a bit of, it's a mixture. It is, it's, it's funny that you're making impressions of people who do impressions. Yeah. It's like Inception. It's like, <laughs> you're making an impression of an impression. 
It's like Cosby, you know? Bill Cosby. <laughs> Whoa, hey. I'm sorry. How so? Fun, well, how, funny, how's thing, Cosby? funny thing about that. What? I All of my accounts on everything, on my Steam, on my Skype, on my on some of my emails, it's, hey, it's Bill Cosby. That's my username. Right. And I had that for 10 years. Did you grow up on I grew Cosby? up loving Bill Cosby. Really? So. What, what, what kind of stuff? Like his stand-up or his movies? Uh, mostly the Cosby show. And then he became like a, you know, a parody of himself. Right. And I love that. I love both. And now, you know, he did what he did. And How old were you when you, when you got into Cosby? Well, like the parody part or like the genuine love for him? Genuine love. Oh, like eight, nine. Eight. Wow. That's amazing. Because at eight and nine, I didn't know who a stand-up was. Well, I didn't know he was a stand-up. I just knew from the Cosby show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even then, the Cosby show was like reruns from like the 80s, right? Yeah, from like 80s, early 90s. No, yeah, like, like late 80s. But, um... But then he did what he did, and now I have all these usernames, and people think I'm, like, a bad person. <laughs> like, oh, you can't have that. Damn. He keeps affecting people around him, man. Jesus. It's, yeah. Like, n- n- now you walk around with, with all these usernames of Cosby. It's like, trickled down to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird, weird, like, you know, there's, like, um, seven degrees of bacon. Now there's, like, seven degrees of misfortunes with Bill Cosby. <laughs> like, seven degrees of Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> but John Olivo... Yes. I consider you a good friend of mine. I consider I, you one as well. I feel like I, I could talk to you about anything. We've gotten involved with quite a lot of stuff yes, already. Yes. Uh, a lot of funny stuff. I think about it. Um, I'm but, laughing right now. But I think you're a well-respected uh, filmmaker among our colleagues. You're uh, you're too nice, and may- maybe I'm just self-conscious, but I thank you for that comment. Yeah, uh, because I think um, when I met you, this right there. When I met you, it was at FPS, the San Jose State University oh, Film yeah. Production Society. Yes. And I, at the time, <laughs> at the time, I was vice president. Oh, I remember this. And we were choosing a script for oh, the spring no. short, right? <laughs> You're freaking out already. Why? Because oh, this is a cringy story, and uh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, by it's it. good because I, I never really got the full picture of what, what happened. So this is good. I'm bringing the sure, show. Sure. Okay. All right. So pretty much, we're <laughs> we're we're going through uh, screenplays, right? And I don't. Was it voted? Anyway, you put in a screenplay. We didn't know who you are. I didn't know who you are. We thought you were like a new freshman. I didn't know who I was. <laughs> Maybe you still don't know who right. you are. Um, but is that your phone? I'm, I'm, oh, here, I'm hearing the feedback. Yeah, maybe. Or it's phone. like I have, yeah. I have like a cast anyway. Okay, and then, then here comes a screenplay about a guy, who's who grows a mustache. Yes. <laughs> and like. Like I guess he grows it when he gets nervous. Yeah, when he gets mad, emotional. When he gets emotional, he grows a mustache. Yeah. And pretty much, it's a very cute story. Uh, it was very short, very, very ready cute. G, yeah. Ready G. Yeah. He said, and then, uh, and we're like, yeah, we want this one. And then I, I'm pretty sure we put it up to a vote. Yeah. And yours was chosen. <laughs> we're like, well, we don't know the guy, but he's a good writer so far. So hey, hey, man, this will be good. And then a week later, I find out that we're not doing it. Yeah. What happened there? Okay, so I'm going to break this down really simply. Basically, uh, it got picked. It was a it was a, a fall short at the time, which is you guys were testing it out. Like, oh, we're going to try a fall short, then a winter short. And you guys never did a fall short again, I guess, because I messed it all up. But No, it wasn't your fault. Basically, uh, I got chosen at FPS, and I was very happy, but I also got chosen in my other class. And if I was to do it in FPS... I wouldn't be able to use my group, I don't think, as mm-hmm. much. So they'd be kicked out. Yeah, that was the issue, right? That was the issue. And yeah. I kind of didn't 
feel that the script needed a big 30 or 40 p i don't think it needed it in the sense that like it i know it got picked but i still didn't in my heart feel like you know i felt like i was kind of wasting people's time with such a script and also i didn't want to do two movies at once you know the one at fps and then one with my group Mm -hmm. there was no way to combine them so i just yeah said i'll back out but uh it's funny you mentioned that. I, I met you because, because yeah, yeah when I met you, uh, I think our perspectives of each other were very different. How so? I well, I thought you were like the chief, like the master of FPS, and you you were. I think you were president. I was vice. You were vice president, vice. and but I was like, I was like, shit, I can't get any of these people mad. Like I was like, oh my god! Like I, I, every time you talked to me, I probably looked like a stressed out little weasel. Like you did look stressed out yeah, when I, I talked to you. <laughs> yeah, don't know about the weasel part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now look, look how far we've come. I mean, we're <laughs> no. The way I'm telling that story because I was like, oh well, that sucks. Uh, I mean, because I, I I understood the reason why. Yeah. And I went to go talk to you about it. You know, say hey, you know, too bad. Like, like say say I'm sorry. Of course. You know. Sorry that FPS wasn't able to do this project for you in the circumstances because it was not your yeah. fault. It wasn't you know our fault. It was just you know right. the the classes and stuff. And I met you. I was like, hey, John Levo, sorry. And then you just went, uh, you you just like said, I'm sorry so many times. Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, it's not you, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's just how I am. I'm sure today I've said I'm sorry like twelve times, like hmm. just for little things. But well, anyway, no, you're yeah. just, just a very nice guy. But it's funny, uh, and you brought up a notion we were just talking about that. Where I, what I really love about your film style is that you don't really care so much about having such big, uh, big crew and equipment. You're very much do-it-yourself kind of style, where it's just basically a camera, a, a sound recorder, a couple people here and there, and let's do it. Let's, let's film something. And I think you're very much the same. I think that's where we stem from, you and me. Like we both, you have your own looking for St. Jorge's show and that's how I don't know but you you don't you like to only have similar to me I think only people that are very required right need. you don't need to have like five or six PAs you know or PA, some gaffers right and sometimes you know for a production that's large I think you definitely do you know if you want it to look cinematic and great and stuff that, that's just not what I care about right now hmm. I care about more of just making funny content you know, it doesn't matter if it looks. Do you feel like that's the the field you want you, you want to be around is the comedy field? Um, because all your films have been comedy so far. Let's see, Searching for Portman, so which has won uh, the uh, Audience Award at the FPS Festival. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, when we were watching that, to to to, because uh, we were programming which films to show at the festival, right, right. we were laughing our asses off oh, so you. much. Thank you. It was like. I'm glad it won something. It was hilarious. Thank you. And I remember I got nervous because I was like, you kept telling me, it's like, hey, man, there's some things in here that I don't know people would like or this <laughs> or something like that. I told you, I said, if you don't want to play it, it's fine. And the only reason why I said that is because uh, it had copyrighted music a few times. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, you know, like, oh, if we have copyrighted stuff, we have to throw it away, even if it's an okay movie. Okay. That's the only reason why I kept telling okay. you that. Yeah. Well, it was a great film. Thanks. Have, have you put it in, in other film festivals? Oh, the search for Portman? I don't think I can because I don't have any. I don't think I have written per- consent from the people uh-huh. that are interviewed. Yeah. But I do have verbal consent, but still, I don't want to even get into that. What inspired to make that film? That, okay, so that was an entire accident, that movie. I one day went with my sister to a, a Walking Dead convention and I said, Can you just film me 
doing stupid stuff and she couldn't hear what I was saying because I had the sound recorder in my hand it was like a mic I was using an H4N recorder yeah which I recognized which I thought was yeah. hilarious <laughs> exactly so she didn't even she couldn't hear me half the time I just said just point me point it at me and keep me in the center and she said yeah that's fine and uh, I got home and I had all this weird footage of me interviewing people looking weird and stuff so then I went to another convention and I did the exact same thing wrote a little bit of a narrative in my notebook and then I came home and I had more weird footage and then I asked my good friend Aaron Anderson and uh, Raghav, I, I, I'm not going to pronounce your last name because I don't know how but both of those gentlemen I asked to do interviews scripted interviews then I threw it all together and it was a big mess the first time I watched it but then I cut it down and you have this kind of weird documentary that it's very strange when you watch it well, I think the proper word for it is mockumentary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very much on the line of uh, of of almost Boratish. Yeah. Like a bit like Borat. Sure. But <laughs> there's this mockumentary I, I saw that it's called the the Milk Kid, the Milkman Chronicles. Was it the Milkman? No, Chronicles? I don't. Know. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's pretty much it, it's with um, who's that guy that plays Legolas? Oh, Orlando Bloom. Who? Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. He yeah. played. He, it's a mockumentary about Orlando Bloom, a boxer in England, and it's shot very much like a documentary. I see. But it's actually a mockumentary. It's pretty funny. I want to watch that. It's it's really funny. You should. Uh, but uh, is that your first mockumentary? Searching for porn. Yeah, yeah. And then you made another one. Yes, I did. Tight Ninjas. Tight Ninjas. Which is actually, it's. I'm glad to hear that it's going to be at a screened in Georgia at a in film G- festival. It's at, yeah, so that's actually at CMF, uh, which it screened at. It was Campus Movie Fest, and now it's just the advanced part of that. So where those films go, it's another Campus Movie Fest, but now in Atlanta, Georgia. How, how was Tight Ninjas? How did that come about? Uh, that was... um. In 2014, me and my friend made a drama of me getting that I'm I'm proud of but I'm it's not I'm not very fond of it of me beating up uh, my friend and uh, it was good I, I enjoyed it but I was like but people I noticed were laughing at some parts and it was a drama and I was like <laughs> I was like well I'm already getting people's laughs without even trying to be a comedy so let me try another comedy uh-huh. and I had four friends that were interested and I was like would you guys be okay if you dressed up like Power Rangers and they were like yeah so me and my friend Justin Gabbard, uh, who played the Red Ninja, if you guys watch it ever, uh, he wrote the first several drafts of it with me. And then, um, yeah, that's how it came about. Basically, just I wanted to see my friends dressed up like Power Rangers, and I love the VHS look. Mm-hmm. So that's, I really just wanted, I knew that would kind of, that's what people at five-minute festivals kind of want to see, is just a quick, funny movie. Yeah. So I kind of wrote it for a year, revolving around just to do this festival. And I, yeah, it paid off. But and that's an interesting thing to say is this is what people want to see at a short film festival. It was very short though, five minutes. Yeah. Which, in a sense, that I was talking to a friend about this is there's there's really a difference of filming a sketch mm-hmm. and filming a, a movie with narrative. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I think it, it's kind of you know, it's you're very smart about it. You're like, all right, it's this kind of festival. What should I do? And you're right. I think a, a lot of sketch comedy-ish films are more uh, more uh, responsive. Like I think the audience responds to those a lot more, as opposed to a very serious drama. 
I I I agree. Um, it it depends. I think maybe um. It depends on what film festival you go to. I think because if if, if you get like you know ten dramas and then one comedy, of course the comedy guy is gonna stand out. Right. But if I was to submit that to a comedy festival, I I think I'd I'd do okay, but I don't think the response would have been that great, as mm. great as it was. Mm. But you know, I definitely agree that yeah, I think nowadays uh, comedies do stand out, especially when they're done well. I'm not saying like oh yeah, look at me, but you know when they're done okay, they do stand out as opposed to some dramas but some dramas are very good hmm. yeah and it seems like you grew up on comedy right i mean cosby fan since you were a kid cosby fan since <laughs> i was a kid um whoa what was that i'm what? feeling i'm just like my head my uh your whoa, head no not my head i'm sorry I was, people listening to this are like what's going on yeah what, so what is going on i'm wondering what's so going my, on. Head, my, my headphones just kind of like moved and like i hear them here like shh, and then it was like now i hear it really well in my oh. Oh. Well, here at the Gemma's podcast, we sometimes have technical difficulties. No, it was my, my I brought these headphones. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jorge. What was... Uh, oh, pretty much what I'm going for is... Oh, Cosby. Cosby and what? why well, did he do it? Who is he? Was I there? <laughs> Were you there? Yeah. Were you? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Of course not. But it's funny to me that you, you, from a young age, was into comedy. So were you, were you more of like the comedy film buff guy? No, I mean I don't I don't know. Like I wasn't um not film buff guy. I really liked Jack Black a lot when I was growing up, and Jim Carrey, and Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, basically anybody who started with a J, and I was gonna be the fourth one. You know, there's Jerry Seinfeld, Jack Black, uh, Jonathan Olivo. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> And then Jorge, but the yeah. J is silent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. My, my name starts with the like J, Django, too. Like dude. Right. But, um... We're, we're the next... Uh, we're going to be the comics of our generation. Let's hope. <laughs> Somewhere out there, someone's like, oh, God. Yeah. But, uh... Our generation's in trouble. I did... I, I don't... I can't try to... It's mostly, like, my sister ha- had a really weird sense of humor growing up. She's but, your older sister, right? Yeah, she's my older sister. H- how much older? Uh, Nine years. Nine years older? Yes. Wow, okay. And she, we'd always hang out, and she would um, laugh at, like, the weirdest things in movies. Like, when someone just, like, gives a look at the camera, or, like, blows their nose, or, like, wipes. You know, some the things that no one laughs at. She would laugh. And then I would laugh because she's laughing, and we both didn't know why we were laughing. So that weird sense of humor stuck with me <laughs> until now. So now, if you notice my movies, a lot of the, the jokes, quote-unquote, are just people looking at the camera, <laughs> and then for like an extended amount of time and then people laugh and I just so I don't really write jokes in any of my movies it's really just you write premises premises yeah premises and then looks at the camera <laughs> cue actor look at the camera the punchline is your actor looking at the camera right <laughs> sometimes that's all it takes man yeah oh my god uh, how, how much influence do you get from your sister um comedy wise that's about it <laughs> I mean we're very close but we're uh well uh you know, she's ten year my se- nine years my senior. Right, but so, you, you don't feel like you guys could collaborate in something. Uh, she's not really into media. Like, mo- like she's into movies and stuff, but she's um she's a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. So we don't really uh collaborate too much. But um, definitely, I know when she laughs at any of my movies, I'm like, okay, this is funny. If she's laughing, then that's good. If she's not, then I'm like, okay. She's like your indicator. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And what? point where you're like yes I want to do filmmaking 
I didn't know I wanted to do filmmaking. In seventh grade, they made us fill out a thing that was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just said editor, film editor. And I was really shy to say that to people. What, what, why did you choose <laughs> film editor? Okay, if we're going to re- go this deep, I'm just going to say this in a few sentences. Spider-Man 3 came out. Spider-Man with 3. With Tobey Maguire. Right. I was a f- big fan of the first two. So uh-huh. the third one came out. And I would sit in my room when I was 13 and just edit fake trailers for Spider-Man 3. About 12 of them. Uh, 12 of them a week. And I would just do that. Wow. What software are you using? iMovie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, when in middle school, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's going to be my life. I'm just going to edit forever. And I, now that I look back, I'm not even... Now I'm not even... <laughs> I'm that making good. Spider-Man trailers forever. Right. <laughs> 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 it's not that far off, man. They're rebooting the thing every other every, year. Yeah, every so yeah. That's, that's a legit career. It might happen. Spider-Man trailer editor. Yeah, it's gonna happen for that's you. That's all though. It's gonna pay the bills. I'm telling you. Yeah, no other superhero. All right, so the, so you've been doing that, and you're like, I want to be yeah an editor. An editor, and then in high school, uh, my dad bought me a cheap camera off Craigslist, and it was but it was nice. It was and it had um. Did mini- he did, did he tell you about this off Craigslist? Yeah. <laughs> Why did he tell you that? You could uh, just give it to the Because he was like, if you don't want it, we can maybe return it to the guy. I don't know why I just called it an Australian accent, but <laughs> he was like, if you don't like it, we can return it. But I loved it. Right. Okay. So, um, and it had mini DV tapes. That's how. Oh, yeah. I started with mini DV yeah. tapes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. <laughs> Dude, you started in iMovie. I started in Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. See, yeah, there you go. Our backgrounds are not that different. Mm. Okay, got it. You, you got a cheap camcorder. Right, but not that cheap. It was like five years old at the time. Mm. So, anyway. I would, me and my friends would just go out, you know, like friends do, just doing friend things. Like, we'd go out to In-N-Out, go fishing, just random, go shoot some guns if my friend had some. And we would, um, I would just film, just film everything, go home, cut it into a weird three-minute YouTube video, and then show it to them. So, it wasn't like you were wanting to do stories, you just wanted to document. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Got it. And that's kind of where I'm at now, I guess, whenever, I guess I do BTS on some film sets here and there and that's what i enjoy mostly doing on a prof- on a big film set but that's a very interesting uh interest in filmmaking why do you think that is i love just putting music on any clip i mean not music videos per se but i love just getting that timing right with music and film right but it seems like you're interested in sh- in filming people working as opposed of like an actual narrative i see what you're saying okay um that's i mean i think i like doing bts because that's going to pay the bills in the future but that's not something i'm super passionate about that's just that's just the angle that i went to you know okay yeah so it's a it's a business move it's not a passion move it's it's a mixture of both like i like the work i enjoy it but if you know if i if someone said here's a million dollars do what you love i'd probably do mockumentaries yeah yeah what is about that field that you enjoy? It's very simple. Very, very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's effective, too. Yeah. Uh, like, me and Jorge, uh, if, can I say what we were doing today? What, what, why do you have to say me and Jorge? You could just say okay. me and you. Me and, me and, okay, so for the... For, <laughs> for, for the listeners out for there. For the listeners out there, me and Jorge, um, <laughs> we were, we, we for a project for uh, one of my college classes, we, I used Jorge as an actor for a mockumentary we were doing, and... Yeah. I think it's already going to turn out pretty hilarious, and the great thing is that it was just me with, you know, me and you. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. So, do you shy away from big projects? Um, I actually just finished working on a big project that I can't talk about yet, 
mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it immensely, and I'll see where that goes from there. But um, I'm, it's not that I enjoy one or the other. I'm just more comfortable with smaller things. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I, I agree with you, actually. Did you hear what I just – I was like, yeah, I can't talk about it now like a Michael Bay, like, yeah, no. I can't talk about my secret pro- – when it's <laughs> – Well, I'm sure when it comes out. Yeah. I post, people are, I, I post it on it's the... It's a meme movie. It's a meme. It's just about what it, memes. What does that mean? It's, you know, like, a memes, like, on the internet, like... What? What are you talking about? It's just... All All it is is just memes. I'm just cutting together. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I'm, I'm spoiling it now. You're making, you're making a story out of the memes. Yeah, I made a big production, and it was about memes. You know what, dude? You're not that far off. Now that I think about it. If they could make a Smurf movie in live action, I'm pretty sure you can make a live action meme movie. They're making an emoji movie soon. Are they? Yeah. How, how's that even possible? I don't know. Like animated or live action? It's gonna be like pixels. Pixels? Like Adam Sand? Like right. Adam Sandler? Uh huh. Like the emojis are gonna be chasing Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler's attached to it. He should be. He should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you you so you worked on a film. Yes. Recently, that yes. you can't talk about, but you but you worked with others. You collaborated with others. Well, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> not just that. Was, I mean, it was. Okay, compared to some people in our little, in our, you know, that work with us, it might not be that big, but to me, it was the biggest thing that I was able to direct so far. Mm-hmm. And I did have a wonderful DP, uh, JD Meyer, and um, oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, that him. guy, so good. Yeah, definitely. And he ba- he basically like made what I had in my mind into reality, and uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be just a cool, fun movie that you can watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but. What I want to know more yes, about is memes. <laughs> memes. No, pretty much when it comes to filmmaking and your very minimalistic style. Yeah. I find that fascinating. Thanks. Because <laughs> I, I, I think a, a lot of film students and other filmmakers in general, there's there's this notion of like, all right, I need I need a I need a budget and I need a a, a big crew yeah. that includes gaffers that includes key grips that includes and it's like, off the bat, that's what the these people want up front. Right. Well, I mean, I don't want to, like, bash anybody, but I think some productions do need that. Like, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, yeah. it, you know, if you're, if you're having a movie about, you know, I don't know, some dude crossing the World Trade Centers, you know, you're going to need a million, you know, a good crew to show, make, get that off any big budget movie. But the things I do are just so low budget. Like, so, Hey, yeah. we can film this outside your house. That's why I love doing the minim- minimalistic aspect because, yeah. well, I, that's what I'm saying is that it's not so much. A, I think it just comes down to perspective and style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I, I think that's the, the beautiful thing about filmmaking is just like art. It's just like, um, every painter has a different style Definitely. of doing things. Definitely. And, Yours in particular stands out from a lot of the the students that we're involved with. I see. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just preference. I think, like, I feel like if I if I'm controlling the camera and uh, directing at the same time, it just speeds everything up, and um, I have total control at that point. I mm-hmm. I know, like, you know, and also if I'm gonna cut it later, I'm like, okay, I can use this right here. The, you know, you have. You're like, you know, Wizard of Oz. You're like the Oz man himself. You know, you can control literally everything, which is fun. And I feel like you're, you're kind of the same way with your... Um, very good question. Uh, I think so. But I think so out of necessity. I think growing up, I never really could... I was never really interested in the big, you know, 
production side of things. Right. I, I was more interested in like uh, story side of things. Gotcha. Like for example, when you got your first camcorder, which was at what fifteen? Probably yeah. I got my first camcorder at fifteen too. Gotcha. My, my mini DV, and you decided to record your friends doing daily life stuff. Yeah. I've decided to do these stupid videos with my little brother of like just random ske- like sketch comedy, random gotcha. random stories. If you want, after order, I can show you to them. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're they're so awful. But 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 that's what I'm saying is is like we each had pretty much the same tools around the same time, but we used them differently. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So for me, I would like to personally. My goal is to be versatile, meaning I would love to work in both low budget and high budget films. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's very important. I think the future of Hollywood, at least, is to really to survive. You need to be very versatile in that way because yeah. because the, the the gap of budgeting is so vast now mm-hmm. it's either you're doing a high budget right. film or doing a very low budget independent film right and I think it's uh, personally to start recognizing how to do both right yeah 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 I, I definitely agree because um, you know who knows out of college you know I mean um, who knows if if we're going to be able to keep, you know, directing big things, you know, if there are people, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, like, who knows what's going to happen out of college? And I guess it, you're right that it's good to know both sides of the coin, you know, small productions, big productions, because right out the gate, hey, if you're out of college and you can make a small production that's good, you're good to go. Right. Yeah. What do you think of going after college? Oh, God, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> but You're not even thinking about it. Well, I feel like making a feature this is going to sound since people that are watching listening to this are going to laugh but why what's wrong with making was, a here's, no, here's what I'm well I feel like I can make a feature for like $300 I see I think that's possible why wouldn't that be possible you already have the equipment right right now I feel like I, there's a difference I think between like feeling like it and then actually doing it and I don't know if I have the drive to do either well, it depends what it's on. It's about memes. <laughs> like, like, the, like <laughs> I feel like you're just gonna animate these memes on paper. No, no, for like ninety minutes. I don't know what it's about though, but I keep every time someone asks me, "What are you doing out of college?" I'm like, "I'm making a feature." You know, just trying. I'm just trying to sound. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a feature. Yeah, let's do it, man. Together. Yeah. Let's combine our features. Yeah. I, 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 or make two shorts, and that'll make one feature. Well, in in some ways, that's why looking for Saint Jorge kind of is a precursor to that. For me, looking for Saint yeah, Jorge yeah, yeah. is a legit thing. I, I love doing it, and it's a story I want to expand in the world and the characters. But at the same time, it's practice for a feature that I really want to make. I feel that, and in a sense that that's why each episode is about fifteen minutes long. So if you stitch those seven to eight episodes together, it makes ninety minutes or so. Yes. So, so, and I was talking to a friend. They're like, we could technically we could edit it as a feature, like down the road. Holy crap! And hold could. like this screening at a local theater, which will be fun. But we're still at episode three, so we have a long way to go. <laughs> well, you got about almost a thirty-minute feature done, or more. Wait, how long is each one? Almost, almost, almost? about twenty minutes. I want to say. Okay, so if you have twenty minutes on each one, dude, your next one could be an hour movie. Yeah, but it won't be a good hour movie. Oh, because you think it has no ending? I just dropped well, my... No, there is an ending. Like, there is a plot throughout the season. But each episode has their own beginning and ending. Right. And um, it's very complicated. 
I think I made it's funny when I was making it when I was, when I was writing it I was like am I making this too complicated because my thing was that web series is still uncharted territory I, I think there's a lot to explore in that yeah. field because right now web series are mostly comedies yeah. but they're not very much you know dramas and what's changing that I mean if you considered Netflix a web series mm-hmm. organization because if all their content is on the web it's not on TV so can you really call it? Can you really call it a TV uh, series? I see. So, for me, it's like, all right, is there a way I could, you know, not just do a comedy, but also do a proper story that's a web series, gotcha. and, and treat it as if I'm making small short films. I see. Does that make sense? Yes. So these, you want each one to feel like its own individual episode but when combined it could feel like a larger film yes and it could also feel honestly like you're watching if you watch them individually like something you're watching off tv mm-hmm. so you're kind of a man in the middle if you might say like it, michael jackson might say. Michael jackson might say. <laughs> or man in the mirror not man in the middle man in the mirror yeah oh dude a friend once said a joke or something on facebook that cracked me up it's like oh uh, dracula gets Depressed every time he hears uh, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. A dragon gets to Paris? Dracula. Oh, I get it. Because <laughs> vampires, you can't see them in the mirror. Oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? So, so yeah, the web yeah. series. So, I, I feel there's a lot to explore there. And I don't know. Like, I would love to make a feature. Uh, I have a couple ideas. I, I love to make a... Um, uh, like for me ideally I want to produce a 60 minute show like True Detective you know what I'm saying I know exactly what you're saying like, like a mystery yes. like me I love writing mysteries is this a comedy or, or serious mystery serious okay. Ser- like a serious one gotcha and that's another thing it's like have you ever considered of doing more than just comedy um yes like what <laughs> uh, well the one that's coming out that I have is kind of not a comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I like, I like action films. Yeah. But here's the thing. I like doing, I like, I don't like doing dramas. I like dramas a lot, and I really strive to hopefully make one one day. But as of right now, when I, whenever I write a drama and I read it back to myself, I laugh because I'm, I'm just made to be a cheesy man, I feel. I'm just that's just in my DNA. So like I wrote one a few months ago. And is it, your dad cheesy? Uh no, he has a very same sense of humor as me, like dry and okay, yeah, uh, self awareness. But he one of the <laughs> one of the lines in this drama that I wrote it was like it was like Tommy get out of here, and then he's like no man, we have to save something because mom's dying and you have to, and it was so it was just so laughably like <laughs> that sounds like you just write on the nose dialogue yeah i mean yeah yeah the, i mean the content's not not funny but yeah the way it was i wrote it was very funny it wasn't supposed to be so i'm not i don't think i'm a drama man yet mm. once here's the thing i need something horrible to happen to me in my life so i could you feel like nothing horrible has happened not to yet. Your life? i yeah. need something really bad like something like you need to be traumatized if you feel to write yeah, drama. Yeah, exactly. Because right now I have a pretty good life, man. That, that's why my comedy comes so easily because nothing horrible is happening to me. But when something horrible happens to me, then I'll start making. I think some of the most 
I think people who've gone through the most horrible shit are funnier than people who are. Maybe. Or maybe it, I've gone through it, it's just suppressed, and I don't even know it. Hmm. But I need maybe, to... Maybe you visited Cosby after all. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Here's here's what I've been saying to everybody. I wouldn't mind having a limb removed, and here's why: they have great prosthetics now mm-hmm. that look like kind of like Star Warsy. And if I had like a lightsaber with like my prosthetic, I'd look like the greatest cosplayer ever. And that's horrible, but that's also something good that could happen. I don't want to feel no pain when this happens, though. Mm. But that's something that's like okay, you know, get you know, dying in a horrible accident or getting my limb chopped off. Like the limb, dude. I don't want to feel it though. But, yeah. But anyway, what was the question? What's my favorite no, band? No or, oh, your favorite band? <laughs> what? And I. What is your favorite band? Uh, uh, Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Really? No. No. Why are you lying to me? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's interesting. So you, so you, you're okay losing limb? If if if, if, if you, I can get a prosthetic. If you had a choice, which of them? Well, def- definitely an arm. An arm? Yeah. Like the entire arm? No, I mean just like from the elbow down. From the elbow down? Yeah. Okay. So but you- I have to be guaranteed to have some cool prosthetic. <laughs> so, so, so you won't do it unless you're guaranteed a prosthetic. Correct. So, okay. I'm just saying, dude, right now. That's a military shit, man. It's like, all right. I guess the best choice you guys go to the military because I don't know who else is going to promise you a prosthetic. Like Winter Soldier, Captain America. Like imagine how cool I would look right now. We'd feel like we're in the future, both of us, if I had a robot arm just like, just like chilling here. Yeah. Just like twitching kind of. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be like, (laughs) have you seen that video? There's this video I saw online where a guy showing off his prosthetic arm (laughs) on on TV and all of a sudden it malfunctions and it it makes like this this, almost like he's masturbating like this motion oh sorry and this motion where on live TV it's just doing this like up and down and the guy can't stop it and so he tries to oh man I'll show the video later wait is this is this like a real like a real error by this man or is this a joke no no, this is a real uh, video of like of of some survivor that has a prosthetic gotcha, arm right. now and okay. his prosthetic arm just malfunctions on live TV. Gotcha. No offense to prosthetic people, but that's kind of funny. But uh, I mean, I kind of want to look like Luke, you know? That's my main goal, Luke Skywalker. Well, you don't want to be like Luke. You want to look like Luke. When I'm old. So imagine when I'm old, you know, people will be like, hey, you look like Luke from Force Awakens. Dude, you'll be more like Yoda, all right, when you get Yoda? old. Yoda? Yeah. How so? Your, your skin's your, you're going to shrivel up. No, no, no. I'm talking about like 60s, dude, not like 80s. 60s? Early 60s. Early 60s, a man can still look good. Luke in early 60s. Luke? Okay, Luke in the Force Awakens was like 60, dude. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Have you? Oh, spoiler alert. I know, right? Yeah. Uh... So you want to be like the sage? Yeah, but with a robot arm. With a robot arm. Yeah. I still don't know why you would take out the entire arm, though. Like, why not just do a finger? Because that's a robot finger. No one's going <laughs> to think that's cool. <laughs> so it has to be... So certain limbs do look cool with yeah. prosthetics. Like, I'm sure me? robot legs would look cool, but I, I really like my legs, and I want to keep using them. Okay. But your arms, you don't care. Right, like a non-dominant one. That I, use, this, I don't even know what I used the, my left one for. <laughs> I don't. You don't know what you no. use your left arm for? I use my right one to, to draw, to right. write, to use a computer, use a mouse, uh-huh. eat, All right. poop. 
there's nothing you know the left so, this left one's just standing there so you're telling me if i bring a doctor he goes hey i got, I got you a prosthetic arm right you can choose the color you want right <laughs> but i just i just gotta take out your arm um <laughs> you would do it well you also get like sympathy from people like oh man you lost your arm oh, so, i mean no. you get a whole bunch of good things <laughs> Oh, dude. You know what? Um, who was it? Talking about sympathy and people. Yes. I, I learned, learned something about myself. I was in San Francisco recently. Uh-huh. And you know how there's like homeless people holding up signs? Of course. There's one homeless guy holding up a sign that said, fuck you. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I and I gave him money for that. <laughs> And I felt shitty because I was like, if, if it was a homeless guy just holding up a sign about, you know, I need money gotcha. to feed family or yeah. something like that, I wouldn't give him that money. Right. But because this guy insulted me, it's a, you know, just that image of a homeless guy with a sign saying, <laughs> fuck you, I, it prompted me <laughs> to give him money. Well, did you say anything to him? No. He didn't say anything to me. <laughs> I don't think he even wanted the money. How do you know he was homeless? I know, right? Maybe he wasn't. Yeah. I just assume, you know, people with signs, you know, with cardboard signs. Yeah, let's say that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I'm sorry you had to go through that, dude. Why? It was a good experience. I had a good time. Oh, with you it. gave it to him, so. Yeah. Oh, I gave it to him, all right. Yeah, memes. <laughs> I gotta stop saying that, dude. It's not even funny anymore. You know, a new thing you said it earlier today. Yes, sir. Is some you see, people were saying like, oh, that guy's a like a, a live like a real meme or like a live action meme. Oh yeah, like, a live uh uh. He's a, a living, living meme. A living meme. Yes. What does that fucking mean? So, uh, from H three H three, I'm not gonna take production. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm not gonna take uh, credit. Who's H three? It's a YouTuber, uh, a guy named Ethan and his wife named Hila, and they created a term called a living meme. And a living meme is like DJ Khaled, uh, if you know who that is. Um, basically, anyone who's achieved meme status and is still currently living. So, like, uh, Slow, so Flow Antonio, if you know who he is. Um, Ethan Bradbury. Uh, no, probably know. only, like, one person in the, listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Are these YouTubers? Yeah, so, like, they're memes. <laughs> so, DJ Khaled. You know DJ Khaled? Yeah. Okay, you see his, like, Snapchat things. once, Or you've seen videos P- of Pretty him. much people who have cartoonish behavior are memes. Is that what you're telling me? Pretty much. Okay. People who are, like, so outlandish. Yes. People who are, are characters, pretty much. And gain popularity from said characteristics. Okay. Yeah. Are memes. Correct. Living memes. The more I go through my generation, the more I don't, I don't even understand my own generation. It's kind of like, right now, it's like an ironic thing, if you say it. Like, kind of like, it's so go- it's so stupid, it's kind of funny. But then there's some people younger than me who really want to achieve meme status who really think memes are genuinely funny. And I do too, but it, I think right now it's kind of like, I hope, it's kind of like a self-aware, stupid fad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm already annoyed with memes, honestly. That's fine. Like, for me, it's like, like, like at first they were funny when they came, first came out. But now when I see them, it's like, God damn. Like, well, sp- especially the political ones. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, for, the, the part of me goes, maybe it's the comedian side of me, but it's like, I see. No, I get you. Like, who told me this? Someone told me that a lot of YouTube people, mm-hmm. personalities, are trying to transition to stand-up. 
Mm-hmm. Because you know how in their channels they make jokes and stuff yeah. like that? Jokes, quotation marks. Right. It's not the same when you're writing them for a live audience. Right. And some are successful at it. I know Bo Burnham. He's actually awesome, too. He started on YouTube. Uh, is he, he's pretty old. Uh, no, he's about our age. Little, Bill, little, oh, is he blonde guy? Blonde. Skinny. Yeah, yeah, never mind. That's another... Yeah, yeah, I like him. Um, <laughs> There's some other ones, but still, it's like you... The whole idea of I want to be YouTube famous or I want to be like, you know, yeah. have a YouTube channel yeah. for about about myself and, right. and my perspective and my opinions, right. I find a little annoying. However, <laughs> that, that that's the beauty of the internet. Right. Is that everybody has a voice. Everybody has a, you know, you you don't need qualifications necessarily mm-hmm. uh, to produce content. Right. But for me, it's like, it's all, it all becomes one, like, bland, same thing. It's all the same thing for me. I can't distinguish between PewDiePie and some other guy making, <laughs> you know. Right. They're definitely following the same category instantly without even thinking about it. And it's always, it's, it's kind of the same sense of humor almost. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of like... Yeah, I I mean I don't even consider those guys like comedians or nothing. They're just like voices that are popular on YouTube. I think personalities. Hmm. I don't know, but I see what you're saying. That do you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, like they, whatever they're doing, like on video, you know, it's highly edited and it's highly you know paced at a certain way. That I'm sure it's hard for them to transfer that into stand up where you have no safety net. Right. Which is funny because I remember back in the day, I feel so old saying this, but back in the day when YouTube was still, you know, starting yeah, to yeah, get yeah. popular, uh, I think I was reading an article about the guys that made uh, that first um, video channel of this chick. Oh, oh, I know it. Lonely Girl. Yes. Yes. Some 13, I think. Yes. yes. Yeah, dude. I know. I, I know all the early days of YouTube. Yes. But 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 she paved the way, or that thing yeah. paved the way of a lot of these YouTube uh, personalities and yeah. their channels, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and this whole time, it's it's okay. <laughs> John Oliver just kicked me. Yeah. That's okay. Right. But this whole time, there's the two guys were behind that channel. Yeah. They were producing that. Writing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they were actually writing that. These yeah. were like I believe they were actually TV writers yeah. producing this thing. And now it's like it evolved to like some kid in Minnesota in the suburb yeah. could do the same thing. Full circle. Isn't that weird? It is. In some ways, that's what filmmaking is now. You know, it's like the, 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 today's debate about the use of cell phones as cameras for films. You know, the the great film I saw uh, on Tangerine. Yeah. Yeah. Shot on an iPhone. Yeah. And. <laughs> You know, here we are going to school for like these big cameras right. for, for for these. Yeah. It, it, for me, it's like, wow. I don't know. Like my mind is blown right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it just goes to show that like talent is talent. You know, I think in terms of us going to school, I think it's more of like learning the standards that are in the industry of like rules and stuff. I don't think we're, I don't. Do you feel like you're going to? SJSU to to hone in your talent or to learn your talent it's more of like to how to transfer your talent into a medium right I feel it's both yeah I feel it's both I feel I feel not just in general film school Mm -hmm. to 
work on stuff. I think I think our professor Robic Serafin said it the best way hmm. is it's better to try everything and figure out what you don't want to do and yeah. go on l- with life n- not really knowing for sure what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think film school is great for that to put you in situations where you have to learn do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Learn the different roles, work in a TV studio, learn how how this stuff works. Yeah. So you have a better idea of what you're dealing with. I think. And also, it's great for networking. It's great to meet people. Exactly. That's what I was... Yeah. That's what really I think this film college is really about is just you work with certain people and then you're going to bring them on to your... When you're out of college. Mm. Like, I feel like Jorge and me are going to work together. That's so weird. Just say, just say you and me. I don't know why you say Jorge and me. Because, well... Why do you think that's weird? Because you're talking to, about me in front of me as if I'm not even here. Well, I'm hosting this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's like you're talking about me in third person or something like that. Well, Jorge, like, oh, have you seen that Seinfeld episode? Never mind. Which one? Where the guy, he's like, uh, his name's like Tommy or something. He's like, yeah, Tommy's feeling good today. Like, you know, it was like talking in third person. All uh-huh. Anyway, that's all. There's oh. no punchline to this. But anyway, you you and me, yes, you were you, saying? You and I. You and I. I feel like we will work together until, you know, we're at least 61. I, I hope we're working yeah. <laughs> at, at, at our fields, yes, even at 61. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like your stuff, man. It's fun. I love your stuff, Jorge. I love. You're too nice, dude. I love how you see. Uh, we're gonna let's talk about Jorge for a little bit here. Oh, where are you taking this? Jorge is the type of guy that in our film society, everybody's making films, including me. Everyone's making films and doing in some sort of way, you know, either directing, editing, writing, or um, going in other departments on films. You, though, kind of went, that's cool, but I'm going to do my own thing (laughs) completely. I'm going to be the only dude to make a podcast (laughs) and do it legitly and professionally, and I'm also going to be the only guy that's going to make my own web series that people are going to look forward to seeing. There's nobody else at the school, I feel, that is actually kind of making a name for themselves, like a branding themselves, I should say. You're kind of branding <laughs> the Jorge. <laughs> I mean, can I say something right now, if it's okay? Right now, <laughs> there is Jorge JMS uh, pins right here <laughs> that have his name on it, which are so sick. So if I gave this to anybody, they would say, holy crap, what is, oh, is, were you on, what is this? Oh, you were on this show? So he's branding himself. <laughs> so you're like, you're like if Steve Jobs came out with a computer and was like, get the fuck this out of is, here. This is my computer <laughs> and it's named after me. Get this Steve Jobs computer. I think, I think maybe I'm just narcissistic. I don't know. No, I think it's very, it's as a business way, it's very smart because if when people Google you now, you're the, you're probably, all the other Jorge Sanchez's on Google are probably nobody <laughs> in, in, a, in a very polite sense. You're, you're, you're too kind. You're, you're the too, only one that pops up. You're, you're too kind. You're too kind. Okay. Uh, but, but, but I think I go against the, the grays. The grays. Um, I think. I don't know. I just do. I, I I'm very neurotic. I feel like I don't. I don't think, you know. Not. I think. I, I like everybody, but I, I do feel like maybe I'm not the best person to be working I with because I I'm super weird and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know about that. 
you know, for example, I think we could talk about the commercial we both worked on. Uh, yeah, we won't name who or what, but yeah. But we made a commercial together. Yeah. And I did everything myself. Correct. You were a one-man show. I was a one-man show. Yeah. I had to shoot like 20 locations, 20-plus <laughs> locations. Yeah. Well, you know, and I kind of preferred it that way. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes back to how you talk about how your filmmaking is. Right. Because um, when it gets more people involved, it's like I get nervous. Too I many like, cooks in the kitchen. Right? Too many cooks in the yeah. Well, yeah. But I know that other people in my position would want that. Other people in my position would be like, all right, I need... I need these yeah. positions and lighting and this and that. Gotcha. But for me, it's like, no, not really. I just want to, f- I know I haven't had a grasp of what yeah. I want. Right. And I think all it takes is me. Right. Um, But there's some times where I'd want to work big projects. And I'm yeah. like, oh shoot, I think I need a big crew for this one. Definitely. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm just weird, dude. I'm just weird. If you say so, but I don't believe so. It, okay. That's a meme right there. That's, I think you are a walking meme. I think I think you're a living meme. Maybe I just keep saying the word meme because I want to achieve living meme status. But <laughs> well, I, made, I made a meme out of you once, didn't I? Well, the gif of the me gif. I mean, gif. a seizure. You're you're a living gif. <laughs> I'm a living. I'll take that actually. You you'll be the first living gif. <laughs> yeah, it's actually gif. Is it gif? I don't know. <laughs> Remember that one time we went shooting guns? Yes, Remember that one yes. time? A good friend, Albert Sanchez. Yeah, I was, said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were out there, and and, and I don't know. You, you brought your camera, yes, with you, and then remember we, we did the the stupid barefoot hunting thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have that? Uh, yes, I have it, and I'm gonna give it to Albert too. Oh, I can give you a copy too. <laughs> I can give anybody. I don't care. That was fun. It was. That was. I feel nervous because you're like, oh, he runs a professional podcast, and we're like, we're, I am nothing professional. Uh, well, see, it's all about you know sleight of hand. Like nobody has to know what the, what they hear. It sounds like a professional podcast. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, any few? Pretty much. Who are some of your inspirations? Matthew Johnson. <laughs> he is a, a filmmaker about. 10 years older than me and he made a movie called The Dirties back in 2014 and his basically it was a feature film about film students um, found footage I'm not going to go into what it was about but film students in high school uh, very documentary style and he made a feature film and it got picked up by Kevin Smith um, who's also my idol but he made it with just two cameramen a few lavaliers on the actors, wireless ones, and just filming at a school. He got permission at the school and he filmed it and it won about it won so many awards, dude. And that's who I'm very I very I'm very like proud of in the sense that like there is hope hmm. for people who just want to make up movies with just like, you know, two or three cameras. Very minimalistic. Yeah. Which is what this is about. Woman, do you think there was no hope before? Because um, I don't think no one's done it since before him. I mean, Clerks kind of, you know, Kevin Smith yeah. kind of did it with Clerks. I, I was going to say Clerks. Yeah. But I feel like he also, but if you listen to what he said, he was, that was also like almost 20 years ago. And he was like saying like, oh yeah, you know, I took out all my college loans to pay for the camera, which was, you know, it was very just different. Maybe it's because I didn't, there was no one from my generation that had done it. Hmm. 
That's the main thing. Our generation. Our generation. Okay. And my generation. And your generation. Yes. Talking about our generations. We are. That's an old The Who reference. Oh, I get it. Because the song. Yeah. Talking about my. Generation. All right. So Matthew Johnston. Johnson. There Johnson. is a Matthew Johnson that goes to our school. Uh, he's a great <laughs> oh, guy. Not the same guy? But not the same guy. Okay. Great kid, though. <laughs> okay. Any other inspirations? Uh, I like Kevin Smith a lot. Now, Kevin Smith, I don't. his movies are great. They're not so much to my liking. I like who he is, though, as a human being. He is a, a man who kind of made it in Hollywood and is kind of just like making podcasts, just like, yeah, it's me. Here, what do you want to know, kid? You know, he's very, like, down-to-earth guy. Mm-hmm. And that's who, you know, hopefully someday... If I could ever make a few films and just sit back and be like, yeah, I did it. Here we go. What do you want to know? That's what I love about him. He's just a chill guy. Mm. I'm never going to meet him, though. But he's a cool guy. How much you say that? Um, you oh, Like, I, I, I don't understand whether you might meet him. I am him. You are Kevin Smith. All right, what do you look for in a, a story? Oh, God. Uh... You know, I'm not like a like I'm not like a a story guy. I think actually, I think I don't. What I mainly hope for in a story is just for like the main character to have changed at the end. That's all. Hmm. If the if the director or somebody achieved that, then I'm I'm happy with it. That's funny you say that. You say you're not a story guy, but you do want a character changed by the end. Yes, that is probably one of the most important things of a story. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, do you take screenwriting? I t- yeah, I took an intro to screenwriting. How did that work out for you? Uh, I wrote, if I could just say in a few sentences, I wrote a basically like a Disney Channel movie script <laughs> about, <laughs> about a dude who's trying to go to prom, and then he's like, crap, I can't get a date, and then he builds his own date as like a robot. Well, he, he orders one from online. It's kind of like her uh-huh. mixed with... Um, Anyway, Ex-machina? yeah, <laughs> mixed with a, a rated G Disney channel. But that one point during the movie, which I might have got docked points off of, is it's specifically written in the script that both the man and the date, who's a robot, danced to Big Willie style by Will Smith at the prom. And I thought that was like really cute and wonderful. But when I got it back, he's like, no copyrighted stuff. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But it's hard to be laughing at you okay. and your despise. But, yeah. but, but, so something that's important Will Smith. when it comes to writing uh, a film is you want uh, the resolution, yeah. which a lot of it is the character change. The character you write in the beginning, in the first act, should change, hopefully, for the better yes. in the second act or for the worst. Depends on what, what kind of story you're writing. And, and, and that's the thing is like some people don't consider that so throughout the whole film it's the same character being the mm. same person the entire thing by the end of the film you know the ending gets awkward and it's like well oh it just ended because it had to end right but it's like you never really got a full to add more depth right, right, right. I tell a lot of young screenwriters says give your character a development and change you know I think um, I, the perfect example that was given to me uh, have you seen Kramer vs. Kramer? The no. film with Meryl Streep and, um, and Hoff- heard, Hoffman? I have heard of it. Yeah. First act. The but way, I haven't seen it. The first act. The way he makes breakfast for his son is different from the way he makes breakfast for his son 
by the end. Which which tells the audience is like, okay, this guy matured. This guy, you know, through the shit that he went through, he grew up and now he's a better father. I, I see. Yeah, I I think it makes sense if I tell you. So pretty much in the first act, he's 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 on a rush. He's making breakfast for his son. He's fucking it up. He's spilling eggs all over the place. He he's you know, it's it's a mess. Mess. His 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 son is crying. He doesn't want to deal with it. He's doing business. But by the end of the of the of the movie, him and his friend, him and his friend, him and his son, are together collaborating and making the same exact breakfast. With, you know, much cleaner, much organized. But it's like when you watch the film, it's like you see that he developed a relationship with his son. Gotcha. So little details like that adds a lot to a story. And that's Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, yeah. It's a good film, frame, uh, great uh, fucking film, Kramer versus Kramer. But th- th- that's something um, I learned, and that's also something I- I've seen, you know, because like, who-, who are some of your favorite screenwriters? Oh, dude, you're asking the wrong guy. Okay, who is filmmaker? Oh, okay, Sc- I know one screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man that made Social Network. <laughs> Alan Ackerman. Or, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna slap you, dude. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. I know one screenwriter. Yeah. Can't give his name. And I'll, uh, that's all I know. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin, yeah. Charlie Kaufman. There you go. I, I've heard that name. Um, David Mamet. Um, in some way, I guess David Goyer. He, he gets it. David Goyer is the guy that wrote Batman Begins. But, yeah. He didn't do the last oh. Batman movie, the new one. That's he, he he actually helped out in that okay. actually. He did. But anyway, th- like watching their films, you you see that pattern. Yes. So anyway, that's my tangent on that. So you don't look, you you feel like you're not the story guy. I I mean I, I'm a very like general story guy. Like sentence one, sentence two, sentence three. Well, you know if I'm a beginning, middle, end guy. That's very general. I, I don't know if I uh, the stories don't um, I don't know I don't I, I mean I'm, I'm more of like when it comes to film like I'm more towards of like just giving me goosebumps giving myself goosebumps by having scenes with music on them so story doesn't really come to me it's more of like oh here's a scene that would be cool well, maybe I'll make a story around it like a short film yeah but even Titan Ninjas wasn't a story, really. Well, Titan Ninjas, it, well, there was a story. It's about these washed-out uh, uh, Power Rangers-looking people trying to make a comeback, right? No. That's what I get out of it. <laughs> well, that was one of the early scripts that I sent you. Yeah. The, the, I, I mean, what I tried to make Titan Ninjas was like, you're watching HBO in the 90s, and then this random inside look of a Shivi show comes on. But again... It's it's a sketch, isn't it? it? More of a sketch, yeah, like a mad TV thing. You don't really need story for sketches. Yeah. You don't need that. That's stuff. why I was thinking, like, was that even a film? That's what I'm thinking. And honestly, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. But 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 I think it's debate. I think people, you know, but I come from a certain background of thinking of film. Right. There's people out there say, yeah, it is a film. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's screened and it's it's made up with the camera. Why right. is it not a film? Right. If if. If, if, if certain experimental films are called films, why can't a mockumentary like yours not be considered a film? Sure. Perfectly valid arguments. But for me, the way I do, for me, there's a difference between a movie and a film. You know? And, and I, I, who was it? It was actually, it was, um, 
come on, I'm blanking on his name. He makes so many films. John Goodman. So- Soderbergh. John Goodman. <laughs> You're just putting like random names out there. Uh, Steven Soderbergh. He uh-huh. goes, there's a difference between a movie and a film. Mm-hmm. Movie is something you watch. A film is something you create. What's that? Oh no, about. I don't know if I've been making movies or films. But but that's the beauty of thing is who who decides this stuff? We don't. We as the filmmakers do not decide that. Our audience does. Excellent point. I think we could end it on that note. <laughs> John Olivo, it's been great having you here. Uh, Jorge, it's been honestly a pleasure having me here, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say to I just want to give a shout out to my uh, to my cat to um, your cat my cat Hollif and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. Hollif your friend yeah <laughs> yeah he's a cool guy cool guy all right Hollif if you're listening in Hollif and Adam yep Hollif and Adam yep Miranda uh sh- <laughs> sure Adam Miranda and Adam Colcord okay I hope you both get out of jail soon. <laughs> Alright, there you have it, people. That's John Olivo. And JD Meyer, okay. And JD Meyer. Okay.